you know you're not getting a promotion anytime soon. And you know that even if you did, it would come with a 10% raise and you wouldn't be satisfied. Maybe it's time to start coaching. Welcome to the Business Made Simple podcast brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. I am your host, Donald Miller. Have you ever wondered if you have enough expertise to actually launch your own coaching business? Some of you right now, you just heard me say that. And 10 years from now, you will look back on the moment you just had literally eight seconds ago, nine seconds ago, 10 seconds ago. And you will realize that's when the seed was planted that launched a career for you. And that career would be in coaching. And here's what I mean. If you have been in business, or for that matter, just about anything else, I mean, dog walking, dog grooming, parenting, gardening, if you have expertise in something, do you think it is possible for you to leverage that expertise and charge to coach people on how to do what you have learned to do? By the time you are done with this episode, you are going to really understand what it takes to leverage your expertise into a extremely profitable coaching business. The fourth quarter is upon us. It's time to hit your revenue targets, finish strong, and win Q4. But before you can win Q4, you have to close deals. Before you can close deals, you have to fill your pipeline and nurture prospects. And to do all of that, you need easy to use all-in-one sales software, like HubSpot Sales Hub. It's where sales teams can prospect smarter, grow revenue faster, and mine deeper customer insights. Sales Hub's all-new prospecting workspace gives your sales reps a single cohesive view of their work so they can focus on what really matters, building relationships with customers. And with a new deal management tool, Reps can easily categorize and prioritize deals so they can identify ways to accelerate revenue growth. It's smart software for smart sales teams who want to close the year strong. Win the fourth quarter with Sales Hub. Learn more at HubSpot.com sales. All right. If you were coming to me and you were saying, Don, I've been in upper management for a really long time. I've managed a lot of teams. I you know, was instrumental on a team that, that was involved in a merger or an acquisition. I've been a CFO for a really long time. I've been an accountant for a really long time, whatever. And you've got that expertise and you know people will pay you for the information. You just don't know what the next steps are. I have a book coming out in March called Coach Builder. And if you go to Amazon and pre-order the book, you'll get it in March. Then if you go to coachbuilder.com slash podcast, you can actually get an audio summary of the book. So you actually get a preview, if you will, and a lot of really great content. But today I'm going to walk you through eight steps right now that you can take in order to build a coaching business. Many of these steps, by the way, you can take before you leave. Now that's up to you know you and, and where you currently work, whether or not that's an ethical thing to do. I'm not saying you're going to launch a business on the side, but many of the steps you can take uh, while you're in your current job so that when you leave, four or five of these steps have already been taken and you've got a shorter runway to when you actually start bringing revenue in. Before you even think about leaving your day job, make a list of products that you can sell. Most coaches struggle to grow their coaching business because they really only sell one thing, and that is coaching at an hourly rate. I would say coaching at an hourly rate would not be the most attractive product to offer out of the gate. 
and that there are products that you can sell, coaching products that you can sell that are much more attractive to clients because they're easier to understand. The value that you offer is easier to understand. For example, instead of offering coaching at an hourly rate, you could offer a management optimization playbook that takes six months to go through. So, you know, if there's a bunch of middle managers at a, at a business, you could offer to take them through it at, you know, $2,500 a piece in a small group of 10. That's $25,000. You're going to meet with them once a month in their office in person for 90 minutes. And then you're going to meet with each of them individually once a month. And so at that point, you You've got 11 meetings and you're going to run this program for, say, three months and that's going to net you $25,000. You know, that would be a product, my management optimization program. You're going to have much better managers if you take people through this. You're going to have much more productive teams. You're going to have less workplace drama. You're going to have higher retention amongst managers themselves. This is a very, very good deal at $25,000. Now, notice what I just did. I named the product. I defined the start date and the end date, and then I also defined the deliverables of that product. Now, how much more attractive is that than retainer coaching, in which I, I don't exactly know what I get? I mean, if it's retainer coaching, I'm guessing that you know a lot about business and I can sort of ask you questions. That's nice, but you know, that's kind of like walking into a restaurant and having them say, you know, our special today is protein. Well, I mean, if you sell a salmon sandwich, you're going to sell a lot more of the special than if you sell protein because protein is so incredibly elusive. So when I talk about a menu of products, I'm actually talking about taking the things that you offer and packaging them together in the form of a cheeseburger and then adding some fries and adding a drink and calling it a value meal. There's a reason fast food restaurants have created value meals is because it just makes it much easier to make a decision. You know, this is what I want. Give me the number three and make it a large size or whatever. You want to think a little bit like that and coaching. And anecdotally, in my experience, about 90% of coaches don't do this. And it's one of the reasons coaches have such a hard time starting their coaching business. So there, there's all sorts of examples. And in the audio summary, I give you examples. Uh, I think I give you eight to 10 examples of coaching products for a business coach to offer. And if you get the audio summary, you're going to get a list of those and it's going to stimulate a lot of ideas. But the very first step that you want to take is to make a list of the products that you believe you are going to be able to offer. When you do that, what's going to happen is you're going to immediately have about twice as much confidence as you currently do. Where if you offered retainer coaching, you're not going to have any confidence at all because now you got to get people to sign up for some sort of elusive product that they don't actually understand exactly what they're going to get, but they like you and they trust you and so they're willing to sign up for it. That's a very small audience, but you know, offering a sales training workshop in which you promise that you will do something in the room that closes a big sale, offering a copywriting workshop, offering a workshop on how to give a really great presentation, offering uh, inclusion in a small business small group for one year with the aim of having a 50% increase in every small business's revenue. Uh, you know, call it small business uh, revenue optimization small group. You know, you could have a small business community group where you actually charge $99 a month and you get together once a month for an hour and a half in person with everybody who wants to be involved and then a Zoom call. Now, that, that sounds like it's not very much money. It's 100 bucks. But if you have 40 people in the group, it's actually decent money. And then it's a small entry-level product 
that you can speak to everybody about all your upsells, your elite mastermind, the retreat that you're doing that's coming up, your one-on-one retainer coaching, which is $800 a month. You know, Now you've got 40 people in the room. 10% of those are going to buy much more expensive coaching products from you. So a menu of products is going to give you a lot of confidence. It's also going to show you where your money is going to come from. In other words, if you want to make $150,000 a year, when you look at your menu of products, you can say, okay, my goal is $150,000 a year. In order to do that, there's several ways I could do it. I could sell eight of these, six of these, three of these. I need to sell one of these. And now you're actually establishing goals based on a menu of products and reverse engineering a $150,000 salary. This is probably, of all the eight steps, this might, there's some really good ones in here, but this might be the biggest in terms of you figuring out and having a lot of confidence growing a coaching business. All right. The second one is you want to create and manage a potential client list. So now that we have products that we can sell, we need to actually figure out who we're going to sell them to. And that is much easier after you create a menu of products because now you know you want sales reps because one of your products is sales training. You want to associate your leadership product with a group of leaders. That means you're going after executives at companies or middle management or whatever. Once you create your menu of products, you will know the type of clients that you're looking for. And when you happen to be talking to somebody at the lobby of, in the lobby at your church, you would be able to say, wait, this person is in sales. I, I should tell them about my... And that's a second way that this just goes much easier for you building a coaching business. So what, basically what you're going to do is you're going to start collecting names, email addresses, phone numbers of potential clients. And that probably sounds pretty intimidating to everybody listening. But if I actually pulled you aside right now and said, hey, turn off this podcast. Here's a sheet of paper. I want you to write down 20 potential clients that would probably be interested in your coaching. That sounds really intimidating, but I promise you, if you sat down, you'd do three right away. You'd probably have about five more within an hour. So now we're at eight. Uh, by the time you go to bed tonight, if you're listening to this in the afternoon, you're going to have about three or four more. When you talk to your spouse, they're going to say, well, what about so-and-so and so-and-so? They're going to give you about five more. You're going to have like 40 or 50 within the first week. Now, about 10% of those, if you approach them the right way, are going to sign up for your services. So now you probably have four or five people uh, who are going to be paying clients if you've created your menu of products. And that's a great way to start. And then you just start collecting those names and email addresses and phone numbers and you get them into a basically a marketing pipeline, which I'll explain later because it's one of the other steps. But you want to start a potential client list. Now, again, think about it. We've created a menu of products. We've got a potential client list. We haven't even left our day job because all of this can be done at night. All of this can be sort of done on the side. I have a friend who was the CEO of a big company, and he started doing this before he stepped down as CEO. He spent about a year thinking about the products that he was going to sell at night, started kind of developing some of those products, actually started a CRM and started collecting email addresses and sending emails to people about stuff that he was involved in as CEO, started building his own personal brand while he was CEO. Then when he stepped down as CEO, within 12 months, he had made over $500,000 in coaching and consulting fees and was off to his next career. And now, and today makes several million dollars doing coaching and consulting. So, you know, depending on how much time you're, you're willing to put into this, creating those products and collecting that client list of potential clients is incredibly lucrative. And again, you can do some of this even while you are, while you are in your day job. 
All right, the next step, step three, you probably need to wireframe this uh, and not totally launch it if you're still in your day job because it's a website. You want to create a, a website that launches you as a coach, that explains what you do as a coach. And, and there are things that need to be on that website. I explain that in the audio summary. If you go to Amazon and pick up Coach Builder and then go to coachbuilderbook.com slash podcast, you can get the audio summary. But I explain what needs to be on your actual website. And there are about five or six sections that need to be on a coaching website that basically work as a sales pitch. Uh, when somebody goes to your website and they sort of scan your website and scroll down your website, what they are reading and interacting with is a Shark Tank style pitch. That is not the way most coaches think about their website. And that's the reason that most coaches' websites are completely useless. When I go to your website, I'm basically saying, pitch me. And if you get on Shark Tank and the sharks kind of look at you and say, okay, pitch us. And you say, well, hi, my name is so-and-so and I live in such and such Massachusetts. And you know, I'm married and we have three kids and here's their pictures. And You've lost them because that's not the expectation. The expectation is you were supposed to pitch me to see if I was willing to give you money in exchange for the value that you offer. That is the mentality that you've got to have in building your website. And so in the audio summary, I give you uh, the examples of a great website. But let me tell you one that's going to be really obvious right now. You have to list your menu of products. You have to tell me what I can buy from you and what problems those in my life that those products will solve. All right, step four, you want to follow up with leads using an automated email system. All right, I said the menu of products was arguably the biggest. I think the in my mind, the one that competes most with the menu of products is actually the email list and the automated emails that go out. What essentially what we're talking about here is subscribing to a CRM, a customer relationship management system, and starting to send automated emails. The intimidation factor on this one is huge, especially if you're in your, you're in your 40s, you're in your 50s, maybe you're in your early 60s. You don't really love technology and your brain is already full and you've had to figure out how to use so many machines. And the last thing, you, you don't want to use a CRM then you don't want to make money. That's basically what I want to tell you. If you don't want to subscribe to a CRM and use a CRM, you are not interested in making money. It's just not that hard. And what you need to do is actually sit down. I like Keep out of Phoenix, Arizona, K-E-A-P, for this level of business. HubSpot is really great if you're a little bit larger. Salesforce is great if you have 700 employees. All these CRMs have entry-level products, MailChimp, ConnectKit. Everybody I just mentioned can get you a CRM. I'm good friends with the guys out at Keep, K-E-A-P out of Phoenix. You can sit down on a Saturday morning, uh, tell the family you're going to be busy for a while in the office, sit down for 90 minutes and play with a CRM. Get their free version, get their $40 a month version, whatever it is. And don't think of it as work. Don't think of it as technology. Just play with it. By the end of that 90 minutes, you will understand how to use it. You will have set up your first four or five automated emails. And my, you, my friend, just got hooked on an automated email system. It's just like learning to use YouTube TV or interact with Netflix or, you know, what's the last app that you downloaded and you started playing with? The learning curve is about that much, except... 
when you actually download YouTube TV and use it for your television, you're wasting your life and your money. And when you actually download a CRM and start playing with it, you're on your way to making millions of dollars. That's the only difference. The only difference because the learning curve is about the same. So get a C R M. Get a customer relationship management system and start putting those clients' names and email addresses and phone numbers, because all these things can do text messaging now. Start putting it in there. And when you do that, you're going to figure out really quickly best practices on how to warm customers up. Now, let me tell you why this is so important. Every customer in their relationship with you goes through three phases. The first is curiosity. That is, they meet you or they hear about you and something about the way you were talked about or the way or the things that you said or the way that you carried yourself made them curious about one thing. It's the only thing people get curious about. I think this person might be able to help me survive and thrive in some area of life. That's it. That's it. Curiosity is the first stage of every single relationship that you get into, whether it's a brand or a political figure or a friend or a romantic connection. It's all about curiosity. And then once you get through the curiosity phase, you move into the enlightenment phase. And the enlightenment phase is where we sort of subconsciously do due diligence about whether or not being in a relationship with this person or buying this product is going to get me what I want. And so we're, we're actually doing some due diligence to find out if this thing, if this person measures up. And then finally, the third phase is commitment. And commitment is when we pull out our money and start buying coaching from this person, or we cast a vote for this person, or we buy this product. All relationships move through those three phases, curiosity, enlightenment, and commitment. The reason that I, I want you to get a CRM is when you get a CRM and you start loading it up with automated emails that go out, you are moving customers through curiosity into enlightenment and then into commitment in an automated way. You don't actually have to take them to lunch 55 times. They just get an email and they read it and they become more and more familiar with you over time. And then all of a sudden they look at their P&L and they lost money last month and they're a little worried because they think there's a recession coming and they read this email from you all about the real reason that your revenue is in decline has nothing to do with the economy. They read that email and they say, oh my gosh, I need this person as a coach. And that's when they make the decision. And they all think they kind of made it impulsively. They didn't make it impulsively. You've been sort of courting them digitally for weeks. And I know coaches who would tell you that 85% of their clients bought from them after the 15th and 16th email. So if you're not sending any emails, you're missing 85% of potential clients. So this is something that you've got to figure out. Here's another reason to figure out a CRM. It's because once you figure out a CRM, your job as a business coach is to make the business that you're interacting with more money. And you can then turn around and say, I can't believe you guys don't have a CRM. Let me walk you through it. And now you have this unbelievably valuable information about building a business. I meet with business coaches who don't have a CRM. They're struggling to make revenue. And my thought is, why would I hire you as a coach? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, you can't even pay your own bills. Why would I hire you as a coach? And the, the main difference is they, do, they don't have a menu of products and they don't have a CRM to build those relationships. The Gold Digger Podcast, hosted by Jenna Kutcher, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Each episode of the Gold Digger podcast helps you discover your dream career with productivity tips, social strategies, business hacks, inspirational stories, and so much more. 
go check out a recent episode titled, Is Digital Course Academy Really Worth It? In that episode, Jenna welcomes four course makers from her community onto the show where they share their transformative journey from skepticism to success after enrolling in her Digital Course Academy, proving that it is possible to overcome self-doubt and achieve more than you have ever imagined. Listen to the Gold Digger podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And now back to the show. Step five, map out your client journey by creating a marketing and product ladder. All right. We, we created our menu of products earlier. We also need a menu of marketing collateral. And essentially what we're doing is we're creating, you know, imagine a staircase. And the first step of the staircase is meeting you in person. So you're at a cocktail party, you meet somebody in person, they ask what you do. You say, well, you know how most small businesses uh, fail? In fact, 65% of them fail. I'm a business coach. I, I make sure they stay in business. You know, and okay, that's interesting. I'm curious. You know, I have a small business. How, how do you do that? That's the introductory perception of you. That's the first step. Second step might be they give you their email address in exchange for some sort of lead generator. A third step might be an email sequence that on-ramps them to your service. A fourth step might be they attended a webinar. Fifth step might be they bought your digital product, some sort of digital book that you sell for $99 that comes with five videos or whatever. You see how we went through curiosity, enlightenment, and commitment, and we're on step five and people are starting to give you money. They're only giving you 100 bucks. But they watch these videos that they got for a hundred bucks, and you know now they're getting another set of emails from you based on we turned off the curiosity emails. Now we're sending out the commitment emails, and you're upselling them on a one-day sales training, or you're upselling them on your mastermind, or you're upselling them on your elite one-year mastermind, or you're upselling them on your chief financial officer, your fractional CFO product that you created. You're moving them up the staircase. And so what I want you to create as a business coach is draw out the staircase and give me the entry-level introductions and lead generators and emails up through entry-level products all the way through your top product, which may be your one-on-one -on -one elite coaching and that might be $25,000 a year. And these numbers sound crazy, but listen, I know coaches who, ch who charge $10,000 a month and they are not celebrities and they're getting 10x returns. I mean, you know, if somebody pays them $120,000 and they make $5 million off what they learn in that coaching, that's a really great investment. So, you know, you never know how high that ladder can get. In fact, most coaches are amazed that when they add another step and they put some astronomical price on it in exchange for astronomical value, people buy it. And so you want to create a product ladder. The other thing that that really does for you is it helps you understand where people are in the customer journey. You know, somebody's like, yeah, I actually watched your YouTube video the other day. Well, YouTube video is in the curiosity slash enlightenment department. And as soon as they say that, you know, well, you should join my mastermind. We actually have a physical community that gets together and it's really great. I mean, we have, we just share encouragement with each other. It's 99 bucks a month. I'd love to have you. If you're talking to them and you, you recognize they already have your digital product and they're actually showing up at your meeting once a quarter with some sort of encouraging speaker and you find out that they you know, have a $25 million company and 100 employees, you'd say, you, you really need to be in my elite small business owner mastermind. There's eight of us. 
We all put our profit and loss statements on the table. We talk about what we're doing. You need to be in that because you know where they are in the customer journey and you know the next step that they need to take. So it's incredibly clarifying about where your customers are and it helps them move on to greater value that they can purchase from you and greater revenue for you. All right, step six, and this seems like it should have been first, but I like it way back here in the, toward the back. Set realistic goals and accomplish those goals. You need to set not just revenue goals, but you need to set revenue goals and then product goals that it's going to take to actually hit those revenue goals and then lead goals that it's going to take to actually hit your product goals. All of that stuff needs to be tracked. Now that you know what your products are, you pretty much know what sort of clientele you're going to be interacting with. You pretty much have an idea of what sort of leads are going to come in every day or every week. Now you can actually set goals because before you couldn't set goals because none of that stuff was created. But now that it's created, you can set lead goals because you have a CRM. You can set product goals. And by the way, if you want to sell more products, there's only two ways to do it. Sharpen up your marketing or get more leads. And I recommend doing both. So if you want to sell 10 elite masterminds, I know that I'm going to need probably a thousand leads. And of those thousand leads, 100 of them are going to buy my low end product. Of those 100, 10 are going to buy my, you know, mid level product. And one of those is going to buy my Elite Mastermind $10,000 product. So I know pretty much the 10% rule is going to be in play. And by the way, 10% rule is 10% of your clients will pay you 10x what they're currently paying you in order for 10x value. So if it takes 1,000 leads to get me to one $10,000 client, I need 10,000 leads this year to hit 10 $10,000 clients. So now what you're really in is half in the coaching business and half in the lead generation business. Then it gets really fun because now you're going to be going delivering keynotes. You're going to be guest speaking anywhere you can speak. You're going to try to get yourself on podcasts. You're probably going to start trying to write a book because you're trying to increase leads. And the reason that you're trying to increase leads is you're looking at your scoreboard in your home office and it's showing you weekly, whether it's a chalkboard or some digital display because you're using some sort of dashboard, it's showing you where you currently are in your lead capture and in your product sales. And once you gamify the system of growing a coaching business, watch out. Uh, you're going to get hooked and it's going to start being really fun. All right. Step seven, and there are eight steps, so we're almost done. Step seven, build or join a coaching community that will help you grow yourself and your business. This is really big, even though it doesn't seem practical or tangible. If you said, Don, I've got a guy who's got a Harvard MBA and he's run a small business for years and he's transitioning his, into a coaching business and he's got an incredibly big network of uh, potential clients. And I've also got a guy who's pivoting out of middle management, never really got a college degree but he's involved in a community of 100 coaches and he meets with them once a week. Which do you think is going to succeed? The Harvard MBA with the list of clientele, the really smart guy, or the guy who's involved in a community of other coaches? I mean, almost everybody listening to me is going to go, guy involved in community of other coaches. We know it intuitively. And yet you, as a coach, are not involved in a community of other coaches. Community is everything. I was, you know, I kind of did a deep dive on this when I was researching the book and was looking at communities that have risen up. Did you know in Vienna, Carl Jung, Viktor Frankl, Sigmund Freud, Alfred Adler, all lived in Vienna and were part of the university system there in the 1920s through 1960s. And that is the birthplace of modern psychology. 
Now, were the psychologists and the people who are interested in that, why were they all in Vienna? Well, they weren't all in Vienna. They were also in Japan. You know, they were also in probably South Africa. They were also in America. But in Vienna, they were living in community. The university system encouraged community, and the coffee shops that we now have in America were robust in Vienna at the time. People were sitting down and talking to each other, sharing white papers, sharing discussions. Community is everything. People who hang out with each other tend to spur each other on. If you want to make a lot more money as a coach, join a community where a lot more coaches are making more money than you, and it's going to bother you. <laughs> it's going to bother you. And they're getting better results for their clients, and they're making more money. You need a community. So in Chapter 7, Step 7 of the Coach Builder book, I explain how community works and how you can either join a community or create a community of coaches and what that community needs to look like. And then step eight, the final step, which is very, very important, is to master the soft skills of coaching. I can teach you to grow a coaching business. Coaching, I can teach you a little bit about how to coach, but you've got to be good with people. You've got to be trusting. You've got to be kind. You've got to be encouraging. You've got to be demanding. So step eight, I go through some of the soft skills that it takes that you need to master, and I give you an assignment. And the assignment is come up with your personal 10 rules of coaching. And I give you some examples of what I mean by rules of coaching. As a coach, I will never do this. As a coach, I will always do this. And when you come up with your sort of creed of this is my personal creed of coaching, it becomes this sort of filter through which you interact with clients and uh, you become a much, much better coach. All right. I hope that this podcast has given you hope that you can actually build a coaching business. I would say from step one to, to step eight, you can do it all within four months. And I've known plenty of coaches. We have 300 coaches in our community. I've known plenty of coaches who are at a run rate of $50,000 or more within three months and in the year at a run rate of over $100,000. I would say tons of our coaches have done that. It's possible. However, without these eight steps, it's going to take you years and you're going to be fumbling around in the dark trying to figure out how to do it. These are the eight steps that will help you build a coaching business and you need to take them. Okay. If this is interesting to you at all, the book is called Coach Builder. It's on amazon.com. I mean, how much is a school and a book on how to build a coaching business worth to you? It's going to give you freedom. It's going to give you hopefully a larger revenue, a larger salary, and it's going to give you fulfillment and meaning because you're going to leverage your expertise that you've worked so hard to create. You know you're not getting a promotion anytime soon. And you know that even if you did, it would come with a 10% raise and you wouldn't be satisfied. Maybe it's time to start coaching. Less time at work, more time to be creative, more time with your family, more time to pursue hobbies, more margin. How long has it been since you've had margin in your life? What's that worth to you? If it's worth about 20 bucks, go to Amazon, pick up Coach Builder, and then go to coachbuilderbook.com slash podcast. Get the audio summary. Listen to it now. The audio summary is about 90 minutes to two hours. The book itself will be about five to six hours long. But if you get the audio summary, sit down and listen to it with your spouse. Sit down and listen to it with your adult kids. You know, Go for a drive and say, hey, let's, let's listen to this and let's talk about what it might look like if mom or dad started a coaching business. And let's just start a conversation. And what it's going to do is it's going to open up your imagination. And you're going to start asking yourself the most powerful question in the history of the world. What if? What if? What if I became a coach? What if I created this product? What if I charged this much? What if so-and-so would actually pay me 800 bucks a month to coach them? They, they come to me for coaching all the time anyway. What if I started charging for it? 
I hope this uh, podcast was life-changing. I feel like we've done hundreds of these podcasts. This one, I think, could be one of the most life-changing of all times. Let me know, by the way. Let me know if you listen to this and you and you launched a, a coaching career. I, I pivoted from Christian memoirist to coaching years ago. You want to talk about fulfilling. It's just been an incredibly fulfilling journey for me. And I know that it can be a fulfilling journey for you, too. All right, everybody, at the end of every episode, I give you a plan of action from today's coaching conversation. These are the main takeaways you can immediately implement to strengthen and grow your coaching business. Today's plan of action is really simple. One, pre-order the book on Amazon. It's called Coach Builder or wherever you buy books. They're going to give you a a receipt number. Go to coachbuilderbook.com slash podcast, submit that receipt number, Then you get to access the audio summary, and then you'll also get as a gift, because you paid for it, you'll get the book in March. And the book, by the way, has actual emails you can just type into your CRM and start sending out. I mean, I wrote the emails for you. I wrote the emails for you. You're going to love this book. I also have sample websites in the book itself, so you can actually look at a coach website and look at what it should look like. I'm doing a ton of the work for you. Grab the book, Coach Builder. All right, everybody. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Business Made Simple podcast, where we are obsessed, absolutely obsessed with helping you grow your small business. See you next week.